one face that is uh, always consistent is uh, your coach, Rebecca Martinez, who is not an alien. Zlobs, um, do not eat the goop. Do, now I want to eat it more. Don't! Zlobs, have you eaten the goop? Don't! Yes. Don't eat the goop! <laughs> A door in the air opens up, and standing is a thin gray being wearing a sunflowers t-shirt when you look at that alien in the eyes and realize it is, in fact, Coach Martinez. The four of you are huddled around the, you know, open kind of port door in this giant soup can spaceship. Coach Martinez, and you could tell from her eyes it's Coach Martinez, is kind of sitting on the floor. Her head, which is bird-like with a big beak, in her hands, um, just shaking her head again and again and again. Mm. Oh, uh, I'm I'm sorry. Um, uh, I I offer some of the some of the the, the goop that slobs ate to, uh, to 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 her. She she takes it back. And by the way, that goop slobs is really it's it's really sitting well with you right now. You feel great. You feel mm-hmm. energized. You feel like you have a lot of poise. Yeah it it uh it feels like pomade for the soul. Mm. Yeah, and it certainly looks and smells that way as well. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Coach Martinez is just staring into her bowl of goop, and after a few seconds, uh, it's very clear that she is just refusing to make eye contact with any of you. Coach! This Coach! 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 This, this is you, Coach! Coach! Coach, I flew, I flew Morgan up to the clouds. Up to the clouds, all the way. Yeah. Uh, did you know that there's these these big old bead things that tried to, to try, try to mess with us, and we messed with them back? Oh, you're welcome for saving you. Yeah. And coach, did you see that home run that I hit? <laughs> it was so cool. What's wrong with the coach? This is like the coolest day ever. Yeah. I'm sorry, everybody. You're sorry. Yeah. You're sorry. What? what are you sorry for? Yeah, what? Oh. I'm sorry because I wanted you all to think that you had a human coach when in actuality you do not have a human coach. And now I feel very guilty about misleading you because I realize it was a secret I've been keeping for so long. And now that the secret has been exposed, now I just feel even worse. Oh, well, Maybe I shouldn't have lied wait, at all. Wait, that's not a costume? Zlob's coach. Coach is not a human. No. I think whenever coach was saying... Zlob passes out. (laughs) See, look what happened now. This is all a fault of my deception. Coach, it it doesn't matter if we have a human coach or a non-human coach. The point is that, well, we have a coach. Yeah. Yeah. Who would be our coach if it wasn't for you? Yeah. We would be playing baseball by ourselves. We wouldn't even be going past the max. Well, we can't have that. The big goal in life is to find the max and then go past the max. I right. read it in one of uh, 
well, one of uh, the many books that I have about motivating young humans to do their best. And See? I feel like it's working. It is. I'm so motivated. Oh, well, that's nice of you to say. Coach, she... you're part of the reason I'm happy here. Really? Yeah. When I came here to Somerville, it could have been like a prison. But instead, I have all these friends, and I have a coach who believes in me and lets me fly around now that I can. And that's pretty cool. Well, if you can fly, you should. That's that's just good life advice. But Yeah. And you know what? I think if you... You know, Darby has wings, and so you tell her to fly. And you have a bird face. So we'll tell you that you should, you know, you should have your bird face. Yeah. Well, it's just, you know, rules are rules, you know? And even though you're all very, very accepting of me, I, I'm i just worried about the rules is all. Um, what rules? What, yeah, what yeah, rules? what rules? Great question. It's time to make some rules. Oh, it's, boy. Did Zlobs wake up? Oh, um, <laughs> do, do you want Zlobs up? <laughs> I think Slobs just passed out for like a half a second. Yeah, he's like, oh, oh it's not it a dream. A, okay. It was just a it's quick fine. faint. Yeah. yeah. So it's time to describe where Coach Martinez is from exactly. So, Morgan, yeah, uh, that's up to you. Is Coach Martinez from Venus, Mars, or a different solar system completely? A oh, uh, different solar system. Got it. Mindy, um, have. Coach Martinez's people figured out space travel recently, or have they had space travel for a while? It was just recent. They're still getting used to it. Zlobs. Mm -hmm. They have us, humanity, beat on space travel. But what's a technology that we have that they don't have? (laughs) Uh, uh, Microwavable meals. (laughs) (laughs) And... uh, Darby, are they warlike or peaceful? They're peaceful. Oh, good answer. <laughs> <laughs> That's good because they're coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, Coach Martinez looks up from her tub of goo and says, This was supposed to be a Salisbury steak. The experiments just keep failing, and she kind of oh. kind of tosses it aside. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. All right, here's the story, okay? <laughs> I've only been here for a few years. Um, technically speaking, I am I'm not the only I'm not the only uh, the only person from outside the solar system, but I'm one of the first few. Um, right after we discovered space travel a few de- or invented it, I guess, a few decades ago, um, they sent me and a few other folks here to start getting the lay of the land and see what humanity is all about. And, you know, when we first decided, I, I was an agricultural engineer, I was supposed to spend a lot of time in the rainforest, just figuring out how all of that worked and figuring out what 
Within the rainforest, we could microwave and turn into a Salisbury steak. Very, very little, we found out. We're still just, it's a mess every time. Um, but then I start seeing videos of baseball, and I thought it looked fun. And, well, the, the powers that be gave me permission to, well, kind of give up my agricultural job and just be a coach and live. Yeah, slobs. Uh, I got a question. Uh, who is the person that looked like to you in 1920? Oh, right. That's the other thing. Uh, that was technically me. Um, here's what happened. So space travel is a little wacky. And sometimes when you're traveling, it speeds faster than the speed of light. Uh, kind of time gets a little wobbly. And so I ended up making it all the way back here in the 20s. And eventually my body kind of caught up, like I started kind of skipping ahead in time, and my body kind of worked itself back to the present. Hmm. But yeah, I've been, I've been, I guess, off and on coaching Little League in Somerville for about a century, you know, give or take some time skips. Whoa. Oh, that's why you disappeared after we time traveled. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, Mindy. Was there a, a different Coach Martinez who was here before who you replaced, or are you the first Coach Martinez? Technically, I'm the first and then third and then seventh Coach Martinez. Every oh. time I kind of time skipped, uh, one of my other uh, friends slash coworkers from the other solar system would have to step in, wear my face, coach for a few years. And then eventually when I kind of skip back into time, then I take back over. Slob's blood starts trickling down from his nose thinking about it. This is getting more, the more she explains, the more complicated this sounds. Yeah, Mindy? Is how you look at practice who's did you um, I hope this isn't a rude question. Is that an original face? Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I do you want to see where I made it? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, 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 yeah. yes, yes, yes. Okay, come with me. I, um, I, I pick up the the I pick up the goop. Take it with me. And as as she's kind of leading you to another part of the ship, uh, yeah, Darby, I saw a hand. Oh yeah. Um. Do you have any? Do you have any like other family here now? Since you've been here off and on, skipping around for a while. No, just me. Um, though I'd like to think that the greater uh, the greater Somerville Sunflowers family is kind of like an extended family, you know. Aw. Mm-hmm. Well, it's just you know, if I go to the supermarket, I always see some former sunflower there with kids of their own, and uh, you- maybe sometimes grandkids of their own. Morgan? Um, I was just wondering, did you see my home run that I made earlier? Morgan, I was very impressed. <laughs> Thank you. You didn't say anything about it. <laughs> really well, I was trying to uh, I was trying to weigh the odds of that home run ball being hit so far it would hit my cloaked spaceship here. Coach? Yeah, Darby. Coach, I hit one too. But when I came out here, I was at camp, and now my brain hurts. 
Because how could I have been at camp and now I'm in here? What's happening? Uh, uh, To be polite, I'll just gently put the memory of what happened back in Darby's head so that we're all up to speed. (laughs) And at all, Darby comes kind of washing over you like a wave here. What's in these tubes? Well, all sorts of things. All of this here. Now, you're led to a lab within this spaceship. Um, in this lab are many, and I mean many, failed attempts at creating a microwavable lunch. Um, in point of fact, the human suit generator, which she is showing you, was failed attempt number seven. All she was trying to do was make microwave mac and cheese, and the end result was it was a human suit that came out. Mm. Zobs, Zobs, get out of the human suit machine. <laughs> no, I'm, 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 I'm staying in here. I press a button. Oh. All right, let's uh, go ahead and uh, Don't tell me what to do. 2d6 plus cool. Oh, boy. Mindy, thanks for sa- thanks for fixing my brain. <laughs> you went with the plus three. Uh, oh, boy. <laughs> got a six. You're welcome. All right. Um, oh, no. Oh, boy. Uh, thanks for not happy with me. Well, the um, you, you start getting scanned and measured and a, a, a voice in a language you don't understand with syllables you've never heard before uh, starts kind of barking orders at you. And you don't know what to do, so you start kind of moving around. And oh, I flail. You, you, you are wildly flailing. And Darby and, and Mindy and Morgan, you're all kind of watching this with, with relative degrees of horror. But Coach Martinez holds out a, you know, a thin gray arm and says, no, 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 the machine has to do its work. And uh, Slobs, you are knitted together into a human suit that looks like a... Um, that looks like a Boston Flowers player. Who is that player? Nick Winkler. <laughs> Zlobs, you are now in a human suit oh. that is the spitting image of famed Boston Flowers hero Nick Winkler. Zlobs, oh. I know. No, no, I know what you're thinking. No, we cannot go out like this. Oh, we need to go to the garden. Oh, please, I need to go to the garden. Please, 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 metal floating things that came out to protect the spaceship. The brain erasers. The brain erasers. That's those come installed in every ship that my people make. Um, Mm -hmm. High command is still trying to figure out what to do with the human race. And to do with us. Yeah. Do we make contact or do we not? It's you. I mean, humanity is great. They, you know, they, the beautiful works of art, beautiful wooden ships that float on water, hot pockets, hot pockets, microwavable Salisbury steaks, Las Vegas. 
Las Vegas, do you know how many microwaves are there? Oh my goodness. But also, war, evil science, magic used for bad, not good. Mm, so we're trying power. to... Mm-hmm. So we're trying to figure out, do we want to send a formal delegation or do we just have to keep observing until humanity figures itself out? And until that time, every time that someone gets close to figuring out that we're here, we have to do our best to erase their minds. Oh, no. Coach, does that mean you erase our minds? That's why why you're so chill right now? I'm not going to erase your minds. At this point, if you can't trust little leaguers, who can you trust? Yeah, yeah, we're great at keeping secrets. Well, no, no, no. If if You're for whatever right, reason you ever need to tell someone that I am an alien, you do that. I don't want I don't want me, an adult, and your coach telling you to keep any secrets. You tell however much truth as you want to tell. Suffice it to say, I trust you all to make the right decision in terms of who you tell and who you don't. But the same can't be said for humanity at large. Not yet, anyway. Mm. Oh, good job. Now I don't want to tell anyone because I don't want to disappoint you. I want to tell my Nana. But I I also don't want to disappoint you. Seems like that was in the... Nana probably knows. How's Nana not know? (laughs) Nana usually knows stuff before us. Um, Oh, by the way, Zlobs, regarding Mm -hmm. that suit, uh, that thing's going to stay on for, uh, given your physiology, six days. And if you try to take, if you try to take it off, uh, your skin's gonna come with it. So that's fine. It can stay on. <laughs> this is great. Sobs is going to look like Nick Winkler for six whole days. days? Six yeah. days and Sobs, eight hours, I think. Here's when it a starts to come off, when is it starts to way- come off, make sure we're together. I want to see this. <laughs> oh boy, uh, is there a way to extend it? Zobs, <laughs> what? Well. Failed microwave number four does turn things into stone. I suppose if I put no, you in there good. for only a few seconds. Mm-mm. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Okay. <sighs> All right. Well, I'm glad we had this talk. I'm still going to, next time you see me, I'm still going to be in a human suit, though. You know, even though even though I think the four of you are prepared for this kind of information, I don't think humanity is. We understand. I, yeah. Coach? I'm glad that we know the new, co- the real coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Re- yes, Lobs? No, I'm I'm giving you the, the sunflower salute. Oh. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was lost in thought. And the four of you, um the four of you bid adieu to Coach Martinez and the second you leave the um, the second you leave the ship, the door starts to s- to seal, and the large metal soup can looking ship starts to kind of fade away again, and it looks mm. invisible. Oh, so cool! Um, whichever one of you is feeling lucky, I want you to roll two d six plus your sharp. I'll do it. All right, Morgan. Let's let's see it. All right. 2d6 plus sharp. I got a nine. Okay. Uh, the good news is that you see it, and the bad news is that it's not something good. Um, so, Morgan, you 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 know you walk out. You're the first one out, and and uh, the rest of your team's trundling behind you. As a team, as a team. And you look up, and right above the tree line, 
just as Coach Martinez's spaceship's fading away, you see a little camera drone hovering up there. And there's a little camera on it that kind of fo- like kind of faces the the spaceship. Little flashing red light, and as the spaceship kind of fades away, the drone kind of turns and starts lifting up and flying away. Can I inve- can I um, investigate a mystery of what it was? Sure, two d six plus sharp. All right, <laughs> a nine. <laughs> All right, you can ask one question from the Investigate a Mystery list. Um, where did it go? Okay. So it's definitely terrestrial. Like, that looks like a... Actually, Morgan, you know exactly what kind of drone that is. Um, that, is a, uh, that is a Vision Blade 1500. It's a very nice drone. Um, and... Yeah, what it would mean is it's would be owned by a human, probably in a ten mile radius of here. Folks. Ten miles. Hmm? Yeah. Sobs. A Darcy Mathers. Yeah. I just saw a drone. One of the most expensive drones you could buy. A drone? Yeah. That's cool. Like watching us? It was watching us, yes. And it's cool. And it just zoomed off after taking pictures. I know Which, that it has a 10 mile radius. Let's follow oh, it. I'm going to point. Which to the direction, direction did it there. go? That way. I'm going to, I'm going to extend my wings and take to the sky to follow it from the air to see and if I'm I can maybe catch gonna, it or keep following it. I'm going to start running. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, gotcha. Wait, so mi- wait, Mindy, the, the park lands over here. It looks what? like I do need to take Ryan's car. The slobs. <laughs> Your choice. Uh-oh. Um, well, actually, you know what? We're going to sort that out. Uh, Darby, <laughs> you take to the sky, and um, and this drone is moving. Little kind of four-propeller drone, uh, carbon <gasps> fiber. It really looks very sharp, and you're kind of banking through the sky. You're able to keep pace with it easy enough. But, um, yeah, it's heading generally west, west by slightly southwest, you think. You're kind of putting the, putting the noon sun directly above you, and, and, and you're still moving. Um, Zlobs, Mindy, Morgan. Uh, the three of you run back to Longstalk Field, and all of the cars have, have left, except for, uh, well, two. One is... Ryan's car. Ryan is sitting at the driver's seat. Uh, you see, even as you're kind of running across the field and looking to behind home plate, you see him kind of check his watch a couple of times, look uh-huh. around. He's the last car here. And technically, Slobs, there's one other car here, a car that we actually haven't seen uh, over the course of uh, over the course of Little League here. You technically have your emergency van here Mm. it's hidden in well where is it hidden oh it's uh it's it's right behind the concession stand so very very poorly covered 
Yeah. So the <laughs> there's a couple branches on top of it. <laughs> the concession stand is you know, where you get all your delightful concessions for sunflowers games. And then behind it, there's always just this van park there. Like there's a tarp may have been on it at some point, but it's blown away. So it really looks like an abandoned van. Mm-hmm. Um, but slobs, that is your van that you have because of your connections and whatnot. But yeah, you have a choice of two vehicles, uh, Ryan's luxury SUV or the creepy, potentially abandoned van behind the concession stand. I look at Morgan. I don't care what you do to Ryan's car, but I'm not riding in it with him back if we have the choice. Wow, that's pretty dark. Mitty? Uh, well, the emergency van always smells like old butter. <laughs> but <laughs> if, Morgan, in there. if Morgan would prefer, we can take the emergency van. I hit a Mad Libs under the back seat. <laughs> emergency van. Okay, we'll take the emergency van. <laughs> All right, so you you sprint in, and for you know, for uh, as a rare treat, this is a car you don't have to hotwire. You have the keys. Uh, the van. Let's. So the van on the outside looks, you know, it's old and it looks a little beat up. Yeah. But you know, that's camouflage. Zlobs, describe the inside of your monster hunting van. <laughs> oh boy uh so it's uh it's all polished wood like nice polished wood there's hardwood floors uh there, there there's a hole uh in the back of the van there's just crates of of weapons that are not neatly stored to just piles of like egg crates with like a bunch of different weapons in it um yeah. there's also a bunch of restraints in there uh like like um like monster chains uh there's also like uh, all the chairs are couches like <laughs> Um, once a futon that's really cool um there is a a, a, a pair of fuzzy dice uh, all all the numbers are are skulls <laughs> and has a really really loud radio and when this thing starts up it shakes the ground the only there's <laughs> it has a cassette player but the the only tape that it can play cuz it got stuck in there is acdc's back in black <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sticking with it yet. The wood panel walls shake due to the, the base of classic ACDC rock. The various, and I cannot stress this enough, improperly stored weapons are shaking around in their crates. One time I found one back there that didn't have the safety on. Yeah, really- Most of them don't. It's for quick access. There's a there was a grenade there. In point of fact, there's a grenade in there. The pin has been removed, but the weight of all the other weapons on the grenade uh, are is keeping it from exploding. Also, it also has a mini fridge and a microwave. Mm. Yeah, so it's you know, and and both are full of of burritos Um, (laughs) and and slobs. I want to know what that smell is because I cannot believe it's not butter. It smells like old butter. <laughs> I'm not going to tell. Noun, butter. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
So you, uh, you, you take to the road and the three of you are keeping an eye on Darby, who's in the sky. Like essentially the, the, the drone is out of your field of vision, but Darby's right overhead more or less. And so you're following her and she's following the drone and you're, you know, you end up getting on route two and you're driving out, you're driving from Somerville, you're driving through Arlington and you know, you, you bank and you know, or that is to say Darby, you bank and you oh, realize, <laughs> uh, yeah, you don't know this car is staying mercifully very centered on the road. Um, and you see the drone Darby land in, Oh, well, that's weird. That drone lands on the roof of a building, a very specific building in Waltham, Massachusetts. The Little League team of Waltham is called the Windflowers. Hmm. And their ballpark is on top of this big old brick machining factory. And it's called the Watchtower because Waltham is the watch city. And Darby, you kind of fly and you can't get too close because the Waltham, uh, the Windflowers Watchtower is essentially a fortress. Hmm. The, 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 the cage, like the, the backstop cage behind home plate actually extends around the entirety of the ballpark. It's essentially under a giant fence netting um, running alongside the foul line, running on the foul lines, the foul pole in left and right field are giant windmills that are always spinning that are keeping an electrical charge in the electric fence. It's in essence, a giant Faraday cage. But do yeah, I see, the, do I see where the drone lands? Lands right on the pitcher's mound. I'm pretty sure that they're in the emergency van. So I'm going to scope scope out to see if I can find my friends to then go down and, and rejoin them and let them know what I've seen. Um, yeah, since you're since you're circling anyway and looking for uh, looking for your friends, let's have you roll two d six plus sharp. Nine. Okay. Um, what I'll do is this: I'll tell you where your friends are, and you can also ask a question from either investigate a mystery or read a bad situation. Okay. Slobs, is it playing back in black again? Yeah. <laughs> awesome. What's the biggest threat? The Waltham Windflowers are not a magically savvy team. Um, like, you have Morgan, who's a skilled mage. You have Mindy, who's a, a powerful psychic. Um... All the folks 
on the Waltham Windflowers in kind of keeping with Waltham's heritage of craftsmanship and 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 manufacturing. They're all kind of technical wizards, which means that, you know, the Windflower Stadium, the Watchtower itself, probably has defenses to it. So the threat itself is coming from your fellow Blood Leaguers and the automated defenses that they have set up. Hmm. What's their win record? They're a pretty good team. Okay. And yeah, you see the emergency monster hunting wagon pull up. Um, Zlobzia, you followed Mindy, you know, you saw her circling and... Yeah, when you realize she's circling and you realize the route you're driving, you realize that this is an away game. You are at the Watchtower. Uh, mm-hmm. The last time you were here was last season, playing an away game, um, playing an away game against the Windflowers. You lost very badly. Mm-hmm. Um, but you had a great time, and it was really cool playing on a rooftop, especially one covered in a giant electrical cage. Mm-hmm. I oh I stole I stole three ba- three bases that game that was good. Yes, you did. Um, That's yeah, you went, It's true, uh, but it was still a good game. But yeah, you end up kind of parking in the kind of the big parking lot that that surrounds this essentially large factory. Mm-hmm. And Darby, you kind of land your wings fold back in, and all the four of you are right there in the parking lot. I. I s- I've met a few. I remember like becoming friends with a few of the people when we played them. So I feel like I know some people on the inside. Well, the drone's on the inside right now. (laughs) We have to get to that drone before they see us coming out of a, you know what. A van? Yeah. Spaceship. Spaceship. Alien spaceship. Oh, yeah, that. I, I, uh, I hand Arby a burrito. I, I wonder if Nick Winkler would be welcomed. <gasps> I forgot I'm disguised. How fortunate. <laughs> so, you know how to get into the place. There's So, let me let me describe what I will describe about the watchtower. Um and you can tell me everything else. Essentially, it's a you know, enormous. It's the size of a city block. This huge brick building, big, long, kind of pointed windows, like cathedral-style factory windows. Um, so it goes about forty feet up, and it's a city block square. On the rooftop is the Little League field. So those are all of the facts of the case. The front door, how you get in, what's inside this factory, that's entirely up to you. Okay, how about this? How about Darby and Morgan, you go up to the rooftop field using your new, you know, co-pilot trick. And Zlobs and I will go in the front. Zlobs is disguised as Nick Winkler. And I guess I could sneak. Unless, Zlobs, do you have another disguise in the van? Uh, I got a Something bunch of like, like, I got a bunch of pajama onesies. Okay. Like, do animals. any of them have a hood? Yeah, most of them do. They're really, they're nice ones. Okay. You should wear the giraffe one. Oh, I'll wear good. the giraffe onesie. 
Perfect. It's <laughs> so cute. Um, I, 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 I push out my glasses and I press a button. And I say, hey, Renard, I'm going to infiltrate um, uh, the watchtower. Uh, I should be good. Uh, Renard, your, uh, your handler, uh, crackles back in. Roger that, Slobs. Good luck in there. Thank you. Yeah, so you've um, you've alerted your your handler that you were doing some light breaking and entering. Uh, Darby and Morgan. So, Darby, because you are you are carrying someone, flying is no sure thing, especially when you're taking off from the ground. So let's have you roll two d six plus your tough. Eight. Oh, okay, so. You know, you are essentially the the way you kind of figure it out is you get a running start, take off, loop around, and then Morgan essentially holds up her hands, and then you kind of pick her up and carry. Essentially, if you were both just standing there and you extended your wings, you just wouldn't be able to get enough lift. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you you kind of take her up and you know, you fly all the way up to the top of of the building. And yeah, you're standing kind of right on the lip of the roof. The this big metal Faraday cage kind of extends really the whole really to the corners. You've got a couple of feet of roof before the the fence kind of hits. So you're uh mm-hmm. so you're standing there looking um kind of looking in towards the uh you know in towards the infield. And the drone is sitting on the uh, the drone is sitting on the pitcher's mount. Can I use my electrical blazeball ability to disrupt the Faraday cage so we can get inside? I really like that idea. Let's do um, you know you, you uh, overloaded uh, overwhelm it cause something like that. Let's do two d six plus weird. Okay. Oh no! <laughs> uh, four. <laughs> That's a that is a snake eye. Oh. Okay. Right, I'm gonna retract my wings really quickly because I don't want them out. Oh oh oh! Not on a snake eyes, Darby. <laughs> So, you're you're looking at this giant, (laughs) this giant, heavily electrified uh, steel cage that's literally like a hundreds foot tall wide dome. But you're like, you know what? That's electric. I'm electric. We're practically cousins. (laughs) And you just kind of do the math in your head. And it's like, if I hit this thing with some juice, I'm sure I'm going to knock something loose. And so you just kind of put your hands on the cage and kind of run a bunch of magical electricity into it. Um, Zlobs and Mindy, um, yeah. you're walking, uh, you know, towards the, the main entrance to the factory <laughs> floor. Uh, well, by Zlobs and Mindy, I mean Nick Winkler and a giraffe. You are walking... <laughs> Perfect plan. You're walking towards the front door when you hear above your head and off to the side, maybe 40 feet up, 
the sound of at child scouts camp there was a big bug zapper that sat right above right above the big outdoor picnic table and you know most of the time it was just little mosquitoes and you would just hear like but every so often like a moth would fly in and you'd hear like a this is like that if the moth was the size of Morgan Woodstock. (laughs) (laughs) And you see, you look up and you see kind of arcing through the sky at a great rate of speed, Morgan and Darby with a trail of like black smoke uh, trailing behind. Morgan and Darby, you each take uh, three harm. (laughs) That's That's from the electricity and from... Uh, smashing into a uh, smashing into a billboard advertising uh, Waltham, the Waltham Chronometer Company. Uh, Waltham, you can set your watch by it. You smash through that billboard and kind of get tangled uh, about twenty feet up on a billboard overlooking Route Two. Uh, uh, well, that didn't work. Oh, no, but like they solved their. They solved that kind mystery. of. A- Cool view, you know. Yeah. I'd love to buy a watch for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Zlobs, Mindy, they're both alive and scrambling to their feet and a bit charred. And you two are, you know, maybe a hundred feet away at the front door. Uh, big double doors. These are factory doors. What do you want to do? Uh, I, I want to. Hey. Hey, Mindy. Yeah. Can can you send him a message? Uh-huh. Uh, can you send him uh quote race you to the roof end quote loves lobs. Uh, sh- should they maybe be careful since they just got zapped out of the sky? No. Well, they. We, I, we think, I think. I think. I think they learned what not to do. Okay, I'm gonna send the message. Zlobs says, "Race mm-hmm. you to the roof." Yeah, well, loves. Yeah, but please make sure you put love. Loves Zlobs at the end. Loves Zlobs. Mm-hmm. P.S. Mindy says, "Are are you okay?" Oh, Darcy. I guess I, oh, Darcy. I just got a message from Zlobs. He's being competitive. We gotta on. go. We gotta go. We gotta do we gotta it. Go. We gotta do it. <laughs> okay. I was gonna call it a okay. Day. Uh, is is there a, is there a reply? They're really amped up. I send again. Are you okay, from Mindy? Oh, yeah, we're okay, ish. We're in pain, but now we have reason to live. <laughs> okay, Darcy, we'll talk later. <laughs> what are they saying? Okay, I'm gonna scramble to the top of the. They're racing. Oh. They're racing to the top. I'm gonna scramble to the top of the billboard and then just like. I want to just dive down to pick up Morgan this time from the top of the billboard to the bottom to kind of pick up some speed so then I can, we can head back to the roof. Gotcha. So you, you kind of get this, uh, you know, get this big, big head of steam, dive down, pick up Morgan and you're back up to the roof as you are, as you are flying up there, uh, Zlobs and Mindy, 
you end up, uh, Slobs, the door is locked. Um, that, that's not a problem for you. And you open up the double doors and you are inside the Waltham Chronometer Company. Whoa. And that's the, that's the whole building. Like the rooftop is for the wind flowers. But this entire factory, it's not like there are multiple floors. It's one enormous factory with, at this point now, uh, the afternoon sun shining through these huge, long windows, casting. Um, wow. Is there casting a conveyor belt? There what? is. I get on the conveyor belt. Are you? Oh, okay. I climb on after Slobs <laughs> in my giraffe onesie. <laughs> And so the two of you are slowly rolling uh, rolling on the conveyor belt through the middle of the factory. And on either side of this conveyor belt, big, beautiful, wooden grandfather clocks. Wow. wow. And so there are really only two sounds that you're hearing. The slow hiss of the conveyor belt as it moves you through the factory. And the endless swinging of the pendulums of a hundred beautiful grandfather clocks. This is cool. There is a third noise. um, The sound of metal legs extending from one of the grandfather clocks and metal arms extending Uh from one of the grandfather clocks. Zlobs and Mindy, uh, you are no longer alone on this conveyor belt. There is a six-foot-tall wooden grandfather clock walking towards you. Hello! Hello! Um. I hear... I Hey, Mindy, I heard a rumor that that they, they put souls in these clocks, and that's why they're so good. And it starts uh, ringing the hour, and all of a sudden, all the grandfather clocks are ringing the hour. Uh, as you can see, this is the famous Nick Winkler. And I, of course, am but a humble giraffe. 13 strikes. That's weird. The face of this grandfather clock spins to reveal this horrifying harlequin mask face. It, with one of its arms, it opens up the big pendulum. It opens up the door of itself, and the other arm pulls out the pendulum, which is a bladed, spiked mace, and uh, it just keeps walking. Um, <laughs> I slowly back up, but it's on, it's on the conveyor belt, so it's staying in the same place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 can I try uh, uh, and tune into the grandfather clock? Yes. See if I can read its m- m- mind? 2d6 plus weird. Let's see if it has a mind. Uh, 10. Okay. Um, you get three questions from the tune-in list. However, one of those questions can be, does it have a mind? Okay. Uh, I suppose I'll start with, uh, who is it going to attack? It is definitely going to attack, uh, this giraffe. (gasps) That's me. 
You are pretty sure that it senses the giraffe is the biggest threat. Ah, okay. They're they're herbivores. They eat things made out of wood. Right. That makes sense. Um, what is it, what is it, uh, oh, what is it planning to do? Uh, it's going to try to, uh, cut you in half with its, Ah. uh, bladed pendulum and then ask Nick Winkler some questions. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, and, uh, I suppose... I'll just leave us with, uh, does it have a mind? Do you want it to have a mind? Yeah, I want everything to have a mind so that I can do mental storm. Okay. And now we discover the true horror of the Waltham Chronometer Company. (laughs) Um, This thing has a soul trapped in it. (gasps) And it's slowly, ponderously moving forward. Is it good okay. or bad? Is it good or bad? 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 Zlubs, there's a soul trapped in the clock. If we destroy the clock, I think we can release the soul. And oh. also, it wants to kill me. It's a fan of Nick Winkler, not of giraffes. And its pendulum is a big sword. Go, go, go! Okay! <laughs> I, I go. Alright. <laughs> How do you go, Nick Winkler? Uh, I, I, um... I go to grab it while trying to shove a grenade inside of his chest. So th- the ideal, si- John, the ideal situation would be to ru- rush it, throw a grenade into his chest, close the door, and, and give it a big hug. Slobs. What? It's in the inside. It's very fair. Okay. Uh, let's roll 2d6 plus tough to kick some butt. Oh boy, guess what? <laughs> guess what? Guess what? Guess what? <laughs> guess what? Oh, no. It's a two. It's a two. <laughs> it's a two. Two. It's a two. Two snake eyes in a game. Plus tough. Okay, three. <laughs> Great. So you run forward, grenade out in your hand, and you kind of jump and you try to open the door. And for a moment, this grandfather clock kind of pauses, realizes you're Nick Winkler, then sees you wearing catcher's armor and not a Boston Flowers uniform, and then it thinks better of the deception. You jump forward, and it kind of rears back with its giant pendulum mace and smashes you like a baseball. You go tumbling off the... You take two damage, two harm... Oh, and you go nothing. Yeah, tough armor, and you go tumbling into ah. a uh, into a dozen grandfather clocks that were all stacked up on a shipping pallet. One dozen, uh, Zlobs, I want you to roll two d six. Nine. All right, twelve minus nine. Three of them sprout legs and arms, mm-hmm. and their face turns harlequin. And they start trying to descend upon you. Um, can can Mor- we try to get in? Morgan. <laughs> you don't know Do you see happening. that window? Yeah. Can you throw one of your blaze balls at that window? Yeah, I'll throw a, I'll throw I was I was thinking about this wrong. I was trying to overload it. I'm gonna throw a I'm gonna throw a shield at it, and the shield of electricity will propel it away. So you're up on, you're currently up on the roof staring at your greatest nemesis, the giant Faraday cage, and you're trying to get in. 
Um, so you're going to try to hit it with a shield spell. I like that idea. Uh, let's go ahead and roll 2d6 plus weird. Okay. Ten. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, you're thinking about it. you got to reverse the polarity on this thing. So you, you kind of charge up uh, kind of that opposite energy and start pushing out this electric, uh, this electric field. And you realize that where you are along the fence, it is no longer electrified. And uh, Darby, you don't even need to roll for it. With your flaming sword, you're able to slice <laughs> a triangular entrance in the non-electrified field uh, of the fence. And Morgan and Darby, you both, um, you are now both uh, on the Waltham Wildflowers field, and you did it the hard way. <laughs> Screw you, Faraday. <laughs> <laughs> Which means that Morgan and Darby, you win. However, uh, <laughs> why did you win? Uh, the answer is downstairs. Zlobs and Mindy, there are now a number of giant clocks swinging their spiked pendulums at you as you are all kind yeah. of maneuvering around trying to figure out what you want to do. So I've discovered that it, it doesn't seem to be the minds or the souls of these clocks that are trying to hurt us. It's it's the, the function. So I, I don't feel quite right attacking the mind of these creatures. So instead, I'm going to look for a weakness from the inside. So I'm going to climb inside the grandfather clock. <laughs> I love it. That sounds terrific. That's going to be, let's say, 2d6 plus sharp. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> Five. All right. Um, we can get turned into clocks. <laughs> so many so, ones. <laughs> you um, you kind of run up and you know pull open the door, and it's actually spacious in here now that the giant pendulum is gone. And you hop inside. And you're like, okay, perfect. Now I can see all the gears. And in that moment, the door closes, and it's like you're now stuffed in a locker. <laughs> Um, um, go ahead, Slops. Oh, thank you. Uh, I'm going to uh, go reach to my special part of my bandolier. Uh, this is a, a flashbang grenade. I call it mm -hmm. pay attention to me. It makes a mm -hmm. very loud noise. I want to get as much attention to me as possible. Maybe there's someone here. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and roll to... Um Let's go ahead and roll to act. I'm going to say act under pressure with cool. That is a oh. very level-headed thing to do. Yeah, 10. There it is. Um, so you can erase the temporary cool boost. You have now expended it. But the good news is that the uh, the grenade has its desired effect. You throw the flashbang grenade. It rolls um, you know, to really the wall of this factory and explodes like loud, but thunderous sparks and light, uh, Morgan and Darby, the two of you are standing up on the, uh, are standing up on the roof in the infield. And you see from the visitor's dugout, there's like a ladder that goes down in the visitor's dugout. And from like the trap door where the ladder is, you see, 
just like a flash of light and a loud crackling. Oh, that's his pay attention to me grenade. Zlobs is down there and he just threw a grenade. Well, we already won. We better get going. Dang, I can't wait to rub this in his face. And I just put my hands up like this and hope that O'Darcy will carry me to the <laughs> airwell. <laughs> you know, you are more you know, than like, capable of walking the 40 feet across the infield. Once you fly, you don't want to ever walk again. <laughs> I've heard you're, that. You're you're eating steak every day now. This is great. <laughs> I um, start running and just grab one of her hands and hold it while I run. Darby, <laughs> uh, give me 2d6 plus tough. <laughs> 10. Okay. Uh, all right. The good news is they're using non-lethal ammunition. Um, you uh, you start springing like, okay, we can do a really short commuter flight on these wings. And as you run, um, as you run, you realize, uh, like you you know, left foot, right foot, left foot, and all of a sudden, boom, something ties your legs together, and you hit the ground. No damage. Um, you like Morgan, you're standing there with your arms up and you turn around and Darby is, uh, Darby's on the ground and, uh, behind her, maybe 30 feet away is a little leaguer in Waltham windflowers colors that just fired a grappling net launcher. Do I know them? Yeah. Donatella Da Vinci, shortstop yeah. team captain of the Waltham Windflowers. What a name. Donatella Da Vinci. Sunflowers, huh? Spying on us? Come on now. <laughs> Donatella, it's different than that. You were spying first. All right, that's a very fair point. Ugh. Well, While so what this is happening, I pull out my sword, my fiery sword, and start trying to get myself out of this net. Yeah, you might. I mean, it's yeah, between a flaming sword and and uh, you know pl- plasticine rope. The flaming sword wins every time. So the, the two of you scramble scramble up onto your feet. Um, all right, fine. I I can't believe you even saw the reconnaissance drone. I paid a ton for that thing, and I customized it myself. Huh, I'd know it from anywhere because he blasted all over social media. I'm not going to get a fancy drone and put a bunch of customizations in it and then not blast it on social media. Well, there's your weakness. All right, fair point. So is this a retaliation thing? I spied on your field, now you're spying on my field? No, I just, and I kind of like motioned to Darcy that maybe uh, she should check out Zlobs right now (laughs) while I handle this. Uh, no, it's not a retaliation. I want to know one question, Donatella. Did you watch the, did you watch the contents of your drone? Not yet. Why? I set it on a sweep mode. I'm going to download it now. It just landed on the mound. What, what will it take for you to, to dismantle that footage to completely destroy it? Oh, does this mean you have a good team this year? Finally. (laughs) What if I do? Well, then I'm going to want to see the tape of it. Then I promise you it's not the case. <laughs> oh, I understand. <laughs> All right. We're going to deal with that negotiation in a little bit. Um, 
Darby, you are running towards the uh, towards the visitors' dugout, and you realize there's kind of a light. Uh, there's a light kind of twinkling in in the sky, like a looks like a comet or a low flying helicopter or something, but it's coming in fast. And Darby, as you're running towards the visitors' dugout, um, whatever that little comet was lands in front of you. <laughs> It's another Waltham Windflower, uh, wearing giant goggles and an av- and a uh, uh, like an aviator's jacket and a giant jetpack. <laughs> oh, spying, huh? No, we're just coming to get what's already ours. Now get out of my way, Clyde. And I just shove him. You shove Clyde. Um, <laughs> and Clyde takes Clyde tumbles and you Garrett, well I'm not well I'm gonna help you if you do that. Come on, all right. And so um so uh you followed by uh followed by Clyde, their center fielder, um uh head down the uh head down the stairs to the the, the ladder to the factory floor where you see uh Zlobs and Mindy both trapped inside Grandfather Clocks. <laughs> Hello? Clyde! Oh my god. Clyde! Clyde! How do I get him out? Well, this is weird. He's He, he pulls an instruction uh, manual out of his uh, out of his back pocket. Okay. Alright, this is weird. Okay, well, they caught I, one I, giraffe I, and I that's in there. Grenades. What's that? Inside of it. I lose two grenades while I'm inside of it. Fair enough. Um, oh. l- like intentionally lose? Yeah, or? No, like, like open, like boom, boom. Ah, fair enough. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, you, uh, how much do your grenades do? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and look. Oh, heavens. Okay. Um, uh, you take. Fine. It's minus two each. All right. Yes, yeah, Lobs, you take a grand total of eight harm. What? Excuse me? <laughs> Two Uh-oh. four harm grenades. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Mine is, okay, uh, how many times does the armor proc? <laughs> uh, two. So you take a total of net four harm. Okay, that's fine. I'm- and I assume you passed the little red line on your character sheet? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. That's, that's my right. first time passing that line. What is that line? Very here? exciting. Congratulations. Uh, so, you know, as you're as you're doing this, like, so Mindy, you are trapped behind this this glass wall in this giant grandfather clock. Yeah. You see Zlobs or Nick Winkler also in there, and you see him pull two grenades off of his bandolier, <laughs> pull both pins, and just drop them at his feet. <laughs> Darby, you and Clyde are staring at an enormous. It looks like a like a big road map, but it's a set of instructions on these grandfather clocks. Okay, this well, one. This is taking too long, so I take out my sword again, and I just go to slice the top of the clock that Mindy's in. All right, uh, roll to kick some butt. Oh, what about the souls? Five. Okay. Um, uh, 
Clyde, like you kind of go with a flaming sword wreathed in flame. You go to take a swing. Mindy, you see that Darby's taking the can opener approach. And Clyde screams, no, wait, there's a giraffe in that one. Those are Grandfather Clock's greatest enemies. And Darby, you kind of like stop due to that statement. And you are then smashed over the head with a um, with the pendulum mace. You take uh, two harm. Oh, yo, the stars. Um, Yeah, Clyde is now uh, now running around with a giant set of instructions, trying to find a winding key. Meanwhile, up on the roof, Morgan, you and Donatella are just kind of eyeing each other. You're both standing on the pitcher's mound, looking down at the drone that's sitting right there on the pitching uh, the pitcher's rubber. So you don't want me to download this top secret footage of the sunflowers. What do you have to offer me in return? Hmm. What? Hmm. I have. I have a lot of an amazing baseball equipment that has been given to me. By my, by Ryan, that I do not want. And it's she, yours. She um, holds out her her hands. Her batting gloves have um, have electromagnetic grips in them. Her uh, her cleats will never catch on the dirt. In point of fact, uh, the. Um, you know the uh, the eye black under her eye in that moment starts twitching, and she taps it, and the big screen in center field springs to life with security cam footage of the carnage going on in the factory below. <laughs> Morgan, as you can see, I have all of the equipment I want, and besides, why would I take something from you that you don't even want? <sighs> true uh and i know for a fact that if you play us you'll use that equipment and you'll win again so it's not like i can give you a game what do you want Hmm. morgan roll 2d6 plus sharp Ooh, uh, ten. I want your stepfather's SUV. I don't even want... Okay. Yes, done. (laughs) Great. (laughs) She, uh, she smiles, picks up the drone, uh, flips it over, um... Opens up a little port in it, pulls out a uh, a little HD card, and hands it to you. I'm gonna take it and I'm gonna use electricity to completely remove the contents. Sure, yeah. You you hold it up and it just sparks and shakes. All right. Well, and make sure my friends can go, and then the SV is yours. Deal. She uh, she kind of taps out 
some kind of Morse code on the strip of eye black under her eye. Um, and the security cameras on the big screen in the outfield wink off. Um, downstairs, a, uh, a lightly concussed Darby O'Darcy scrambles to her feet. Um, a, uh, horribly burned Nick Winkler tumbles out of a grandfather clock. Well, it worked. <laughs> and Mindy eventually the door kind of gently opens and you're able to step out at leisure. Hey, Mindy. Hey. What was inside there? Somebody's soul. It's still in there? In all of them. In all the clocks. Are the clocks, are they just clocks that these souls are in? Or are the clocks themselves some sort of monster that's hosting the soul? These clocks are uh, defensive automatons that are sold to collectors and the wealthy in Greater Boston. It's kind of the cool thing to have is a uh, Waltham Chronometer Company um, home defense clock. The big secret that Mindy uh, unearthed is the reason why they're so good is because there's a soul trapped in there. It's not just, you know, programming. It's there's a soul that powers the little computer in it. Can I is is it is it dormant? The soul? The clock? Yeah, all the clocks have powered down. Can I take a look carefully back inside and see if I can see where it keeps the soul container? Nana's showed me one before and I think I could maybe recognize it. Yeah. Yeah. 2d6 plus sharp. Seven. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard to get out of there, so it takes a little while. And you take one harm doing it. Um, but yeah, you're able to pry it out. Tiny little uh, little glass orb. Not much bigger than a marble. Whoa. I guess we could let them go. You there, little leaguers, little leaguers. It's me, Nick Winkler. What is it, Nick Winkler? What have you there, young little leaguer? <laughs> it's a soul container. Oh, are those in all the clocks? They are. Well, we better remove them because that is against the law to trap a soul in a vessel. Isn't that right, uh, young windflower? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. So you're going to help us remove all these, right? You know, <laughs> Nick I, really, well, I really should, Nick Winkler. I really, I, I, I really I guess, should. 
You want me telling the league, do you? Mr. Winkler said. If Mr. Winkler said, I I raise it up above my head and drop it to the floor. It shatters, and Mindy, you feel washing over you that the wave of relief of the soul that is. That was beautiful. Well, it looks like we have 300 to go. (laughs) And so the four of you, plus Clyde, um, uh, end up uh, releasing 300 souls from, uh, from captivity. And so, with that, you've done two good deeds uh, in the Watchtower. You kept the anonymity of Coach Martinez, and you freed a couple of hundred souls from being a home security system. Not bad for an away game. Donatella da Vinci is uh, sitting in a uh, sitting in essentially a beach chair in center field, looking at the the big center field monitor at uh, the watchtower, and um, and on it is the uh, the CEO of um, the CEO of the uh, Waltham Chronometer Company. Uh, her name is Genevieve Thompson. Genevieve, her your face is large in the outfield, is sitting at a boardroom table. Uh, well, Donatella da Vinci, I'm sorry to say that we anticipate our revenue to plummet now that we won't be able to sell our home defense clocks anymore. What that means is, unfortunately, we're going to have to cease our sponsorship of the Windflowers. Donatella da Vinci stands up, looks at the centerfield monitor, taps the eye black, and it turns off. She then turns around and looks at all the assembled Windflowers standing uh, at attention in a line between first and second base. Well, Windflowers, we lost our sponsorship. They all nod solemnly. All in favor of crime instead. And they all raise their hands. Little League is inspired by the horror-themed baseball simulator web game Blaseball, created by the Game Band. Little League has no affiliation with Blaseball or the Game Band. Play Blaseball at Blaseball.com. Original music composed by Kate Hardley. John Serpico was the Game Master. Your players were Bridget Copes, Kaylee Kane, Marissa Farmer, and Joey T. Badger. Sound engineering by Kate Hardley. Zod passes out.